Our uh, verse tonight will be from the book of John, chapter 10, verse 22 through, through 30. That's John 10, 22 through 30. And it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of the Dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe me not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which have gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. You know, the day we, we live in a world, there is a, a lot of noise. And I think with all the noise in the world today, it can sometimes be hard to hear the voice of God. Satan likes it that way. He likes to be loud, and he likes to make a lot of noise. But we need to be able to hear the voice of God, even throughout all the noise that is going on. We see here that the Jews asked Jesus a question. He said, if thou be Christ, tell us plainly. You know, my son is really good about this. Have you ever asked a question that you already knew the answer? Maybe just because you're looking for some sort of reaction. But we see here there are two attitudes behind this question. Those who wanted to know, and maybe those who just wanted to trap him into blasphemy. There are those sometimes who really want to know the truth. Sometimes people might say, please be quiet because I'm trying to listen when somebody else is being loud. In this account, we see three things, or we know three things. For one, we know it is winter. We also know the place where this took place, and that's Solomon's porch. We also know the time. And that is at the Feast of the Dedication. And the Feast of the Dedication is actually what we might know of as Hanukkah. We know Hanukkah as a celebration when the Maccabees had victory over the Greek oppression. The Maccabees was a small band of warriors that fought for three years under Judah Maccabee with the strength from heaven to deliver the Jews from the Greco-Syrian control. This is what the time and period, what is going on here. But Jesus' answer was that I have already told you. I've already told you, and you believe not. And he says, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. We know that Jesus had already by this time had privately answered this question. We see that in John 4.26, the Samaritan woman. 
Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. We also see that in John 9.37, the man born blind. And Jesus said unto him, thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. Whether he stated the words or not, his deeds had already proclaimed the truth. They just didn't want to see the truth. One of the greatest testimonies of all is that our actions back it up, that our deeds back it up. Jesus promises three things here if we listen and if we obey him. The first thing that we see here that he promises, he gives eternal life. We know that is one of the greatest gifts. We know that as we can get saved and the Lord will save our soul. And that is a promise that is given to us. Something that we know that will take us from earth to glory. That is eternal life. It also mentions here, we shall never perish. It doesn't mean that we will never die. We'll either one day die of old age, or we may be taken by the rapture, but we will never perish. We will always have that hope in heaven. Isn't that a great hope to know that we have a hope of heaven? That one day they will walk those streets of gold. And all oh, that day that will be that we can ask Christ the questions that maybe that we always wanted to ask him. At that time, we'll be able to ask those questions. But I like this part here when it says, shall any man pluck them out of my hand? What I always, when I hear that, it reminds me that if we stay close to God, he will stay close to us. There is no way We've heard it over and over that we can lose our salvation. It has to be a decision that we decide to walk away. When God gives us, he gave us also the power to hold on to it. And the Lord will be with us. He will keep us through whatever may come our way. You know, a lot of times in life, when I'm talking here about noise and a lot of voices, and we definitely see it a lot today in the news, there's something I was kind of thinking of assuming something. Recently, about three uh, weeks ago, we went to uh, Disneyland. And I, I kind of assume certain things. We know that assuming is to believe, to believe that something is true, even that no one has told you or, or even though you have no proof of something. And I've heard a lot on the news about California. So I assumed that when we went to Disneyland, we would have to wear a mask. I also assumed when we went to Disneyland that we would have to social distance six feet. I also thought that when we went to Disneyland, that after every single ride, they would wipe down every single part of the machine as we got off. I also thought maybe they would limit capacity. But it was actually quite the opposite. The only time that you had to wear a mask was when you actually got onto the actual ride. There was nobody social distancing at all. I never saw a single person wiping something down. And if they were limiting capacity, I had never seen it that busy 
my whole life. At certain times, it was literally shoulder to shoulder. I was wondering how they got that many people into the park. But all the noise that we hear, I assume from listening to the news that it was going to be a certain way. But actually, it was quite the opposite. We want to make sure that we're getting the news from the right place. And we want to ask the question, where do we get our information from? You know, and I think a good example of this is in 2 Timothy 3.13-16. through 16. It says here, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. We see that today. Things are waxing worse and worse. It says deceiving and being deceived. There are a lot of people trying to deceive others by their words. I, I, I have heard it often said, if you, you know, if you tell a lie enough times, over time it becomes the truth. We want to make sure that we do not fall into that trap. But it says here, but, can, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing whom thou hast learned them, and, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is Christ Jesus. It says there in first thing, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We want to make sure that we're getting our news, our information from the word of God. You know, there is a lot of places to get news. There's a lot of things that, you know, that may seem really important. But we want to make sure that when we hear a lot of noise, that it goes back to the word of God. It says here, when we see this here, Paul is writing to Timothy here to appeal to him to remain loyal all, through all his teachings. He's telling him, you need to know the truth. The only way we can truly know the truth is by studying the word of God. We hear often here the things that are happening. The Lord has already prophesied that these things will happen. And we, ha we live in those days. We see here that Timothy, we know that Timothy's mom was a Jew and his dad was a Greek. It uses here the Holy Scripture. It says here to remember the Scripture is what Paul is writing about here, is actually writing about the Old Testament, that we know that the Holy Scriptures were written down by those who were led by the Spirit to put these words down. We know them to be true. They are, they are truly the words of God. It says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. The scriptures don't change. The world changes. Things change. They always are changing. Often we hear the word science. You know, I don't know how much science there is in certain things, but I can tell you one thing. The word of God never changes. It was true yesterday, today, and forever. It's because it's his inspiration of God. It says here that it is profitable of doctrine. What that means, it is beneficial for teaching us the truth. We have the word of God. It teaches us the truth. It also says here for reproof. It makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. You know, we can always be spiritually growing. The Lord is always teaching us 
new things. And we need to allow the Lord to be continuously teaching us and to hear that voice of God. It also talks about here correction. It corrects us when we are wrong. If anything contradicts the Bible, we must refuse that. But we must know the Bible that it, to make sure that it is contradicting the Bible. But it also says here, it is the instruction of righteousness. It teaches us to do what is right. We must study the scripture to make sure that we can be used of God. It is important for us, definitely in these days more than ever, to know the scriptures, to understand the word of God. You know, the, the nice thing is we do have the Bible, and I'm what I'm thankful about the Bible, it never changes. How thankful we are truly that we can go back to his word and the word does not change. But you know what? Satan loves to make things confusing. He, he, you know, they often they will refer to Satan as a roaring lion. We see that in 1 Peter 5, 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. You know, the devil, he loves to roar. He loves to make a lot of noise, and he loves to cause a lot of trouble. He likes to get our mind off the things of God and put our minds on the things of the world. Things that are really ultimately at the end of the day are just temporal. We want to make sure that we are focusing on the things of God and not the things of this world. It talks here to be sober. When you think of the word sober, you might think of the word absent of intoxicating of some sort of substance. But instead, this is talking about the soundness of your thought that your thoughts are under control. You're where you need to be that God can listen or that you can hear the voice of God. It also talks here to be vigilant, which vigilant here is to watchful to avoid danger. You know, some people are thrill seekers. I'm quite the opposite. I don't like anything that is thrill seeking. You know, it might be worldly okay to be a thrill seeker, but spiritual, we do not want to be spiritually a thrill seeker. We want to avoid all danger at all costs. We want to be as close to the Lord as possible at any time. But it also speaks here of an adversary. We know an adversary is a person, a group, or a force that opposes to attack its opponent. That adversary of ours is the devil, and he comes as a roaring lion. I looked this up, a roaring lion. It says the roaring lion, 114 decibels when he roars. It says it's about 25 times louder than a gas-powered lawnmower. It also says it can be heard from five miles away. And it says the reason a lion roars, it shows dominance over other lions. And I think that that definitely speaks the way that Satan is. He likes to roar really loud. He likes to scream really loud. So we can't hear the voice of God. And I and it's truly he's trying to show dominance over us. But we want to make sure that we tune those things out. We know the scriptures and we can hear that voice of God. It says here that he walketh about looking for who he can destroy. We know that he wants to destroy us. You know, when we give our life to God, he doesn't like that. And his goal is to get as many. And I think in today's knowing that his time is 
becoming less and less. He's just working harder and harder to get more souls. But we want to stay. That's why it's so much important today to stay so close to the Lord. We want. We do not want to listen to the roars of, of the devil. We want to make sure that we're listening to the voice of God. And we want to always make sure to be on our guard. We know that when we think, when I think of the word guard, we always guard things which we believe to be valuable. And the most valuable thing, and I often do say this, the most valuable thing we have is when we get saved and we have that hope of heaven, that is valuable. And when we get that, Satan, he wants to take that away from us. He wants to take that thing of value away from us. But we have to guard that with all our heart, with all our soul. You know, in uh, closing tonight, I was thinking about, as I'm talking here, the, the voice of God and uh, hearing the voice of God and tuning out the things of the world. This was probably a few years ago. I was on. Uh, I had a pair of older Beats headphones that had the old cord that plugged in, and uh, my I, my wife ended up getting me new headphones that was Bluetooth. And um, I wasn't real good at Bluetooth. I didn't really even understand what Bluetooth was. So as I was on the airplane and I was by myself where I was sitting and I was, I had those headphones on and I kept turning the, the volume up more and more. And I just, I could kind of hear something, but not real good. So I just kept turning it up and it wasn't getting any better and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And soon a, a lady reached over the seat and tapped me over on the shoulder and said, your phone is really loud. Well, I had never even connected it to the Bluetooth itself. I just could hear a little bit of the noise through the, the headphones. But sometimes life can be that way. You know, we want to make sure that we are in tune, that that Bluetooth is connected and we can hear the voice of God. You know, that last part of that text that that I read today you know, it says here that Jesus, he wants to be our shepherd. And you know what? And we want to be his sheep. You know, we know that sheep, they listen to the, the voice of God or their shepherd. And we also want to make sure that we listen to God's voice. We want to be able to make sure that we recognize God's voice. You know, the reason you can recognize something is because it's something you've encountered before. You know, when we encounter God's salvation, and we truly know that the Lord speaks to us before we're saved, the Lord even speaks to after, you know, even if you're backslidden, the Lord still will be speaking to you. But we want to make sure that when we're saved, that we can recognize, we have a special thing with God. We need to recognize that voice of God. And just the, the last little part here, the one thing that every time I think of the voice of God, I think of the, the story of Elijah and his uh, victory over the prophets of Baal there. And it said that he was in a cave and he was complaining and uh, God told him to go stand out on the mountain. And I like this part when it said the windstorm came, the earthquake and the fire, which all of those are super loud and lots of noise. But God wasn't there. But it said it was that small, still voice. You know, we want to make sure that we remove the noise and the loudness that when God comes to us, that we can hear that small, still voice. You know, tonight, if, if you're not saved, 
we know the Lord is speaking to you, but also we want to make sure tonight that we are in tune, that we can hear the voice of God. May God bless us. It's page 406 and the altars are open.